live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Nick Strawn. Forty years. This is a forty-year anniversary. Uh, forty years. Yeah. Of, as we discussed previously, yeah, one of previously, the best movies ever. Which, which, which I gave a two point five, and you gave a four point six. Six. Yeah. Laurie Strode comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since her narrowly escaped. What? Since Laurie she Strode comes to her final. <laughs> oh wait, let me try again. <clears throat> haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on yes. Halloween night. Laurie four Strode. Four decades ago. I can do this again. Start again. I feel like I can do this without breathing. Ready? Ready? Laurie Strode comes to find her confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since her narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. What is something like that? Anyway, you blew it again. Michael Myers came back to find Laurie Strode and That's finally right. kill her, yeah. and she was going to fight back. Yeah. That's yeah. how I would describe it. Okay. So who's this directed by? Oh. David Gordon Green. He did a great job. He did a great job. You know what? I got to completely go with you on that. He did a great job. I totally hated Halloween. I loved it. And I think, you know what? Okay. I hated Halloween, Let me just get this I out. Because it's going to kill me if I keep it in. Okay. This is finally, after what, nine movies now? This is finally the only sequel that really makes sense and I like a lot because it <laughs> follows Halloween 2. Yeah. So this is Halloween 3, basically. So all the other, all the other sequels could f*** off. <laughs> oh, and well, I have to tell you the creepy thing that I, when I was getting ready to go watch the movie, mm-hmm. yeah. my daughter, yes. who's only four, right, was singing a song. We're humming a song. Right. It was But instead of saying Silver Shamrock She said Jack O' Lantern <laughs> But I was like That is so creepy Well there you go I'm done Hey I just had a great time It was a It was a so I think this was a good horror movie It was a good horror movie But you know one thing I really liked about it He only really had one murder weapon I mean he, he did a yeah, couple things Here and he there fa- Yeah he found you found the the thing, but it wasn't that boring. We, no, it wasn't. It, it was. It was. You know, the thing is, is there was a lot of really cool stuff going on. Yeah, and it was well written, and there were a lot of little twists in it. And the music, and the music was the music was. I think amazing. he improved on it because there was this. Oh, no, there's just there's one no part that's really loud, like. Argh. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, whatever that sound was, yeah. that was cool. The thing is, is the music this time was more intrinsically tied into its soundscape and sound design, yeah. and and and. What he did was, is he made the sound design, the music soundtrack, yeah, uh, so that there was no negligible difference between the two. Went with the action for yeah, sure. and it was really cool. It was it one was of my awesome. favorite parts of the music was when they were going to somewhere, somewhere, right, somewhere, and, and the somewhere music else? started picking up. You know, right, the, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. and then it, it had the old hook in it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah. I noticed. Even I noticed that. But it had more of the. Uh, 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 like, I, don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know what that was. Um, the um, acting was great, except for one guy. But <laughs> I, think I agree with you. You agree with me? But I, I do love his voice. You love it? Okay. The doctor. Oh, the doctor was terrible. He was. Uh, yeah, he, was pretty bad. He was. He was. I swear. He was. But his voice you know, was great. A, it was like really thing, deep. Here's and, the thing that I really noticed as a difference is. Kids, the young people in this 
were amazingly good actors, which in the last version of it uh, th- that we watched yeah, Halloween, of, yeah. there was there was that, well, that really wide. Back then, right? I know, th- th- but there Big was gap. that wide range. That wide range. Yeah, I know what you mean. And and this time, I I think the available. I I have to say that probably because of one thing and another i mean part of it is just uh you know people try a lot harder and act acting is a hobby as well as uh you know like master class and and there's just so many people more people doing it that the depth of the field you know like like if you're playing football the, the depth of the bench is yeah. a lot. <laughs> well can't you argue though that 1978 halloween was kind of a it was definitely a different kind of horror movie than you'd seen up to that point. Right. So I think people that are acting in it now have seen all these horror movies. Well, the, and they kind of know. But the thing is, is I think that that Halloween took right off of the 50s house on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 uh, the, the true ghost stories. And they were the, the maybe the second one to introduce the slasher element well this followed leatherface for sure i mean that's what so, i'm saying yeah. that was the one this is the one that's I don't know follow- if I'd really call it a slasher though well i i know yeah. but it was it was what you got back then yeah yeah you know i mean for slasher it was the very beginning right yeah uh but it well, had leatherface a lot was so different that was just yeah, yeah. It, but it had yeah. but it had a lot of the go- more of a shot like a ghost mm-hmm. and even this one to a certain extent shot Michael Myers like an ethereal creature like the shape the yeah, boogeyman the shape yeah yeah, yeah absolutely but it, and uh, there were some slow spots in this and I, do you see see that was my argument for the first one right it's like the slow parts kind of build up the tension like you're waiting for something to happen yeah but there was nothing and then when but, it finally happens there was nothing but slow, slow <laughs> spots in the first one but this one had a big one and it was like and then it started building up a little bit and you're waiting for something to happen and it just never does. But then when right. it finally does, it's like crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, no, I, I completely I agree. Well, the thing is, is they had to, they had to, there were things that they had to build around the family that they hadn't at the very beginning. They had to cram it in there. Yeah. They, they, they had, did a good job of what, putting it in there. What they had to do is they had to, they, they had that period in the middle of it where they had to take the let's family. Let's go back and explain some things. Yeah. Let's explain <laughs> yes. some things and let's throw the whole family in together. jeopardy all at yes. once, right? Yeah, yeah. And, so and build up the tension pretty quick mm-hmm. again. And there's a couple twists in there that I like that yeah, I wasn't I, expecting, I, for sure. I but agree the short all guy, the way. There's a short guy that really surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, and then Nick Castle, I think, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I know he was the shape. He was yeah. the guy that played oh, Michael yeah. Myers in the mask. Right. But there might have been another actor. I don't know. But well, I haven't done yeah, my research. You know what? I haven't gonna, done my research I, yet. I'm going to bet you that anyway. Nick Castle was the one that was standing oh, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that probably he didn't do all of the uh, no, stunt work at no. the at the end as things really got... I was even wondering if he did the sit-up thing. You know how I always have the sit-up thing in every Halloween movie where he sits right, up? Right, yeah. Where he's, I don't know if he was even able to yeah, do that. Yeah, that's a good question. That really is. I'm not, he's not I'm that sure old. that I couldn't. But, oh, can I... How awesome was Jamie Lee Curtis? Like, if you look at, like... She was. I gotta yeah. tell you, she... And the thing is... The way is, she handled the gun? She obviously, like... Right. Did she obviously really practiced. And, and she looked... Like a mean badass, per- yeah, yeah like a badass, old lady. Yeah. I I thought that there was there was 
one thing that I could quibble quibble with a little bit, and it it had to do with the the youngest daughter uh, on her way, you know, towards the end, and she runs into the field of uh, yeah yeah the you know what I'm talking yeah. about In, into the field of uh, mannequins, right? Yep. Lame. <laughs> God, that that was it, it. That was that was a fifties. It was horror shot. Yeah, you know that whole sequence. I was like, "Oh my god, really?" It reminded me kind of like a Night of the Living Dead or something. Right, like. it did. <laughs> it was a little bit like that. It was a Night of the Living Dead filler, is what it was. Oh, and I always like movies where people are like stuck in a certain place and they right. have to do something to get out of it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to be oh, really vague here, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess if you see the trailers, you might know what I'm talking right. about, kind of, but. Right, but uh, yeah, I am absolutely with you. I enjoyed it 100% sure. Then I, I'm confused on where they shot this, because like, I swear the first one was in California. It was in California, I'm pretty this sure. This one yeah. said South Carolina. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's interesting. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, so I, I like the acting. I like the sound design. The, the production production design was good. I thought the DP was amazing. Yeah. I thought the look of it, the, the look of it was good. It I was, thought I got that good fog on the ground. Yeah, but but I mean the the stuff at night. Uh, I like some of the shots at night dark. where the, some of the it was really foggy and they had like somebody walking across the screen, but all you can see is like the silhouette with like the headlights coming right, through and right. a lot of fog. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like a lot of no, a lot of really pretty was, shots. There was a lot of really good kills too. With yeah, and, and, and many many good kills. Yeah, many good kills. A lot of action in this one. Yeah, you know, which was kind of lacking to me in in, in the first. I don't want to sit down and draw. Com- you know straight no. across comparisons this was to me just a a, a much more modern take on it but see uh, I, I remember I, I wish I could have watched the second one I should have done that before I watched this one because this was a really good sequel I mean I right. was just really impressed with how in fact I watched a I won't mention what movie it was recently but it was a bloom house yeah and I was so disappointed I was like this movie <laughs> sucks well so this was uh I think it's all about the director really I mean Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I mean, the director, of the DP, that pulled it together. I thought the production yeah. design because there's another director who does Bloomhouse movies generally, and I'm not really a fan of yeah. it that much. Oh yeah, well yeah, we won't go into no, that. No, I but. agree. I, I agree. But obviously, this was not just a Bloomhouse no, no film because this was uh, for one thing the executive producers were yes. uh uh. uh What's her name? The the Jamie Lee Curtis and um, the director, yeah, were the executive producers. So uh, the director of the first one were the executive producers. So they had did obviously they they would have brought more uh, uh, finances to it, um, and probably had influence. And on the Miramax story, probably Miramax sure. was yeah. there too. So it, it was a combination of, of some of the. Um, in in other words, they all had a project that they knew that they wanted to put money in. They wanted to have time to do it right, and 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 you know what time to do it right means? Time to do it right means that when you look at it and go, oh well, this part didn't work. You actually go out and and do it again, right? Yeah. You know, and and you you fix it. You have the budget for it. You have the budget for it. You yeah. have the budget for, to take to take a deep breath and go, okay, well, we can do this better this way. And yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I mean, uh, and it's obvious that that's what they did. And it, it it was more complex. 
you know yeah. I, I appreciated that I, I just thought the first one was just and as know. a Halloween fan I like how they weaved in callbacks to like their previous movies like they had the mask from season their Halloween 3 they had mm-hmm. this shot where somebody was I, I need to cut that out because that was probably not big enough. <laughs> anyway, there's you know there's I think there's a couple shots from the first one, second one, third one for sure, and then there was I don't know I just like how they they weave that in there. Oh, and I love the fact that they killed British people. <laughs> right. I, I like. I, 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 <laughs> you have to look up. I'll have to send you this link to this this parody I found. It was Halloween '60. Yeah, <laughs> it's in a nursing home. And you know I'm a fan of horror. Like I want to do the nursing home with like you know Freddy. Leatherface. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. We talked Mark, about Michael that Myers. Before. I mean, right. we got to do that anyway. Yeah, um, I just got to get the Kickstarter going. I just, I, I, I just, I, I just lo- love it when people with British accents are killed off. <laughs> right. It just, it just. You missed uh, something really interesting because you had a potty break. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah. What did I miss? There was this cool thing where they played. Uh, that was one of the things they played like the audio clip of Dr. Loomis talking. Okay. It was on an old tape. Right. I heard and that it started as I going, was leaving. It started right. distorting. And it was like. You know, he must, the shape must, he yeah. must die. Right. He must die. It was like, it was like, it was cool how they did it, but it was like, it made it really sound kind of creepy. You know, I, I, I've noticed something is uh, that people are, are uh, playing 20s music now. Yeah. Uh, that's, that either the sound is totally the 20s, like coming through a gramophone and, and the old, old, you know, uh, four four kind of jazz mm-hmm. straight ahead. Um, is that because it's royalty free? <laughs> no, no, no. But it has a particular it has a certain feeling, has a certain to, feeling it. to it. Absolutely. And here's the thing. And it's great for horror. Both of the films that we saw this time, mm-hmm. the the one we just saw had it. Yeah. Right. And so the other one and the Vengeance trailer. Yes. Well, it uh, works great for horror. It does. It, it really has a does. Kind of tinny, like kind of creepy sound to it. Which actually, I have a bunch of 78s hidden in a storage shed somewhere in yeah. North America. I have like a, a, a oh, really? 50 or 60 78s that my grandmother gave me. Oh, yeah. My, uh, it's all old jazz stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My my grandmother had, my mother had my grandmother's, uh, uh, you know, gra- well, my grandmother was like, yeah, let your brothers look to these records. They weren't that interested. You're the only one that seems to care about music as much as. <laughs> and so I got like my uncle's old music, my dad's old music, my grandparents' old music, and it was just like everything from the 20s all the way through yeah, the yeah. Like, 70s. It was weird. <laughs> so my uncle was kind of into psychedelic rock. My dad was into like Motown, and oh really? So my grandparents were into jazz <laughs> and like Slim Whitman and country music. It was kind of a weird connect collection of, but there I still was, have the collection. Uh, I there there's something that I've always I, I've always really kind of gotten into um, Bob Willis stuff you know the um, the, the country swing mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, which is that interesting <laughs> little uh, that's which would a, be great for a horror movie too I oh think. it would be totally great yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely well, well we'll figure it out of course out. I we'll, did like Air Supply in that one movie we watched it was, yeah, it was, was otherwise it was wasn't a great movie but the, the fact that they use Air Supply during a yeah. horrible scene was awesome yeah it was because Air Supply is horrible right. and, yeah yeah, yeah it's, that's a psychological thing right there that's what that was so and also there was a good scene with a, a bus where she sees the bus I won't, yeah. I won't go any further but there was it was a pretty dramatic scene yeah yeah uh, what was I going to say? Oh, speaking of producers, I forgot to mention this. Speaking of producers, okay. I was curious why it said dedicated to Mustaf Akkad. Right. Did you find out about that? Which I didn't recognize the name at all, but Mustaf 
Al-Akkad, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Okay, is a Syrian-American film producer and director known for producing the original series of Halloween. Oh, really? And directing Muhammad, Messenger of God, and Lion of the Desert. I don't know what those are, but... Lion of the Desert, I've, I've heard of. Yeah. He was killed along with his daughter. Oh, my gosh. In the month of 2005 in Amman bombings that's oh. pretty depressing oh that's very depressing oh that's horrible yeah okay so anyway i just brought this podcast to a grinding well halt. thank you thanks for that <laughs> you know what let's grade this and then i want to do some t- i want to talk about glass okay okay so um i i think i'm gonna give this a yeah. 3.9 you know see i break this higher because i think Anybody who doesn't know it, I'm gonna go with 4.1. Anybody who doesn't know about Halloween would appreciate this. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is just a great film. It's just absolutely great film. And if you're a Halloween fan that's been irritated with like Halloween four, Halloween five, or any of the sequels or the Rob Zombie travesties that happened, uh, (laughs) you will love this movie. Didn't he do the second one? He did. Well, he redid Halloween one and Halloween two. He kind of redid those. Oh, did he? In his own fashion. (laughs) <laughs> we've got to get into rob zombie and see what he's, no, he's about a, he has some great he has a couple great movies i really like yeah but i think he ruined the halloween movies he tried to do <laughs> i don't know anyway so I, I rate this higher just because i'm a halloween fan so it's hard for me not to rate it okay but not as high as the first one i'd say four really? point four point three Oh, I thought it was so much better than the first one so 4. much 3. better so much better than the first one so yeah, i don't know i think the, the first one's just so ingrained in my skull that it is you know what and i say and and i say this lovingly people um like a lot of times your first horror film or first or maybe your first that you'll imprint the one that you first one that you really like like nightmare on elm streets you know it 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 depends on I don't deny that. Which one yeah. that you saw first? You know, well, really we does. learned that from talking to the Elm Street girls. That it, obviously, absolutely, a- absolutely. When they yeah. were young girls, they their parents let them. Watch, I don't know why they did that. But they let them watch. <laughs> <laughs> they watched some Freddy Krueger. People are insane. <laughs> they, I didn't have a crush on Michael Myers. That's the only difference. Ah, there you go. No, ah, mm, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. and of course, I saw him on VHS. So it's a little different. It, I didn't see it, Halloween in a movie theater because I wasn't old enough. Yeah. I was four. Right. <laughs> but I saw them later when I rented it. So it was a different experience for me. Yeah. I'm 100% sure that I uh, did not see it in the theater. So uh, I I think that really I didn't see Halloween until recently. So tell me about 80s glass. Let me tell was you about glass. That was a good segue. <laughs> Let me tell you about glass because uh, this is something that I have recently been uh, educated about and uh, and had a long discussion with a couple of people. Story time. Story time. With story time with Mick. 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 Uh, I want to um, uh, thank uh, Dustin Monteith for uh, he's going to be working on the new Vengeance film um, uh, Friday the 13th uh, Vengeance film that I'll be working on uh, also uh, there's a teaser out there yeah and I saw it online recently and I am into this I'm like it is great and and one of the things that's really cool about it is the look of it it has the you know we were building the best lenses that we could back in the 80s and 70s, and, and everybody built the best lenses that they could for for the time. But the thing is, is the film stocks themselves limited how good 
how you would actually judge the lens. Um, you know, the film is jumping all over the place. Uh, and uh, and um, the grain is only going to give you so much definition. And, and most of these lenses for movies are made by hand. Um, because they are very limited runs. And, um, and the thing is, is like until you, until um, Panavision came along, Panavision literally started in the 60s. And, and, and I thank Roy Wagner for my, for my education on cameras and, and, uh, and reading some of his articles uh, he's in a, uh, he's, uh, he actually was the, um, uh, DP on Nightmare on mm-hmm. the Street 3, but he also is a very ex- experienced and, uh, dedicated, uh, camera historian huh. and, uh, you know, photography, a moving photography historian and, uh, his talking uh, about, um, Panavision, which is you know like the main American. It, it used to be that the the uh, people who had the camera departments were the ones that were in the big films, the the big uh, film studios, MGM and all the rest of these. Right, yeah. and, and the things that they were using is they were using the same Mitchell cameras that had uh, that had been used and made for World War II. Wow, and they they modified them in their own shops. They modified them to be slightly better and to use slightly better lenses. And what and the different aspect ratios, like well, uh, they put sound on them and and stuff like that. Somewhere like sixties, right, like, movies right. being different, like right. Oh yeah, absolutely, very narrow. Uh, yeah, narrow, very, very narrower. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is Panavision came along and started to uh, have an art. What they did is they made an agreement. Uh, Literally, some of the people from uh, the studios, as the studios started to dissolve, they got together and made Panavision and went in and bought a lot of the studio's equipment um, from the studios and then took it and modified it and made it better and better and better and started to lease it back to the studio. <laughs> and therefore, yeah. you started to get a technology chase. Oh, yeah. And and lenses got better and the cameras got slightly better. Um but they they had the problem is that they were using film, and so the film still limited uh, how far their definition was going to be required. Okay, and then recently, uh, the technology in the '90s and the 2000s uh, using um, computers to uh, define where the focal length should be and and where things should fit and what the because this is really complicated stuff and the more that you can put a computer in and test it and then run it through and, and do it mathematically anyway what it what it did is it almost immediately at the beginning of the 2000s created started to create amazing lenses that were that were more suited for the uh, digital because now you had uh, digital film planes mm-hmm. so that you had all this information coming in and beans is all the information would come in and it wouldn't be jumping around like a film or anything like that they uh, they could sit back and uh, and 
make a better lens, get a better image, and then that image started to show through on things like skateboard films. The GoPros are yeah. a perfect example of this. Yeah. And the thing is, is if you're into surfing and you're into skating, then you're into the ultimate you're watching the technology, you're watching the waves, you're watching the things go by, yeah, of course. snowboarding, yeah. you're watching the snow and all the yeah. rest of this. Yeah. And and you want the ultimate pinnacle in the highest possible definition. Right. So you go with the GoPros, okay? Yeah. Well, plus and, they're easy because they, you can attach them to things. Right, you can attach them to things. And, but the thing is, is they are all about being sharp, yeah. right? That's, yeah. that's the number one thing. Is there, everything is sharp. And the thing is, is you have to admit it's too sharp <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I i mean they're 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 too sharp to tell a story with because there's so much information hitting your eye that the entire thing is quite distracting yep. and the thing is is the skateboard film doesn't really have a story it has skateboard shots <laughs> right it has snowmobile shots it has surfing shots you know you're yeah. looking at those shots and um thing is is if i'm going to tell a story if i'm a writer and i tell a story i'm not going to put in absolutely every little teeny tiny detail of what's going around i'm going to use my skills to limit that and so therefore filmmakers suddenly have have had a problem Hmm. um since the uh the second since 2010 on that they have the capability to make these incredibly you know clear uh, clear lenses yeah. and to bring you more information than you need yeah. now one of the things that they're doing is they're having to sit back and say well how much information do you really need and and because of that I, and I'm going to give you where filters come in. Well, this is the thing is, is it's, <laughs> it's like there's a lot of things. That it's you can do. way further than filters. Yeah. You know, because the thing is, is the, the glass itself uh, off of 80s films is, well, in a way, it, it's just easy to put. It's an acquired taste for all of us. And it's what we as a group of people are used to yeah. is seeing that softer effect, mm -hmm. especially for things like horror films. Yes. And it is particularly in important for horror films yep, absolutely and there is something that i have noticed though is now you're um like there were an awful lot of cases of where some of the shooting on the what was the series that we just recently did um castle rock castle it? rock yeah the castle rock series uh some of that was too clear mm -hmm. i mean um yeah and the thing is is i'm pretty sure that their entire collection of lenses was a little bit hodgepodge because some of the lenses were clear and some of them weren't. And if you will notice this is all of the lately, I've noticed all of the uh, um, drone shots are super clear. Those cameras are really, really clear. And so when you now, when you look down at the town <laughs> yeah, yeah before the town was a blur now you know you you watch 
a guy, you see the whole town at once, and you can see a guy on Main Street picking his nose. Yeah. You know, you read from, the headlines of somebody's newspaper. Yeah, you read the headlines of the newspaper. Yeah, absolutely. So somebody should attach an old camera to a drone. Well, here's the, now here's the, you can't though. See, that's the thing. You can't. Right. <laughs> well, this is why I'm going to shoot my next film. Right. On 16 millimeter. Well, there you go. And, and you know what? People are going back to film. They they are. I guess they're, they need to make a film now because yeah, they just made that announcement. But, but it, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's see that's what happened on my book. <laughs> right. There you go. Well, I am going to make a film. I have to inform you because you might be involved with it. Well, I'm I'm okay under I'm, protest. Uh, under protest, <laughs> you'll yeah, be involved. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, the thing is is uh, is now that now we have a couple of new things to think about in terms of like lighting of. <laughs> Well, and the lighting's a whole thing. I mean, that's another thing. But you can affect how but, things but, look, but like, you know. Oh, right. In a huge way for lighting. But the thing is, is they, they're going in and retro reworking the lenses. They're, yeah. they're looking at some of those 80s lenses, taking them apart now, and then duplicating the whole lens so that it duplicates that look, uh, right? And they're yeah. renting them out. And they and the thing is, is, crazy. is that... The uh, a movie lens from the eighties right now is called eighties glass, oh, wow. and, and and it is incredibly expensive. That's crazy because the, because it has that, and those duplications of the shots. You know, the dupe, we used lenses uh, on when we were shooting Vengeance the trailer. We were using lenses that were duplications of that more of that softer eighties look. And um, it isn't a matter of putting a filter on because a filter um, makes absolutely everything. Yeah. Everything is just soft focus, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not what these lenses do. They, they just have, they have more of a depth of field. They are nowhere near as efficient um, because all the different reflecting, re refracting and stuff is a little bit off. So, uh, so your, your depth of field is, is tighter. And you know, you know, things that are in the background never get super sharp. You know, even even though you would naturally be seeing that, they don't get super sharp. And spots of them are, and and hmm. anyway, they're now duplicating. So that that's crazy. I swear to God. You see, the thing is, is for me <laughs> when I'm talking to Dustin. And Dustin's going, yeah, well, you know, some of those ancient 70s and 80s, 80s lenses. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you mean the ones that I use for ancient most of my ones. career? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, so you can't have an 80s glass filter on your editing equipment? Like on your no, software? Well, you can. No, 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 no. You can't. <laughs> See, I, I like just, editing, so I kind well, of think it from that is, angle, is, too. Well, the thing is, is even with a GoPro and stuff like that, there's filters yeah that it's that, not the same though is there, it there's filters that they put on all the time because it's like still photography i do well, it's like what your, your lenses sometimes just, make more difference in your filters after the fact just the fact that just the fact that um that currently uh film is transferred as frames yeah yep. which is is a filter by itself because that's not the way that that's not the way that um a computer scans an image. It scans it just like video used to. Hmm. You know, it goes like this, but it does so fast, it doesn't make any difference, and they break everything into frames. Yeah. Video used to, uh, you know how video worked. Is hmm. Video would work as as uh, one dot 
would go across the screen super fast and eliminate and turn white and black and, and whatever and and your persistence of vision was off that one dot right right and so they would come out as lines yeah. you know, down like this um it's still th- there's a computer in it that is still making that decision to give you a frame right yep. so all these things are 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 are, are uh to bring in a soft focus is not necessarily just the soft focus. It is the look of everything that is in the lens that makes the lens what it is. But there are types that will that that of uh, filters that you can add in editing that add even grain to it mm-hmm. to yep. a, a, an image. And it's gotten so much better in the last ten years. For oh, sure. Oh, it has completely. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I know, like, I used to do a lot of editing back in the early two thousands, and the filters weren't perfect, especially on. I hate to say that. <laughs> I'll bleep that out. So yeah, bleep that out. What yeah. company I just said, but no, but I've noticed a huge difference. And uh, so, with all of this and telling everybody about the lenses and stuff, I'm really excited to say that um, I'm going to be working on Vengeance yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. Vengeance is is going to be a uh, what do they call it? Fan it's, film. It's a fan film. Yeah. But we are also going to be. It's for Brown Space uh, Films. We're also going to be attaching to it uh, a uh, a trailer for a an original science fiction film. Ooh, and we are we're, we're going like to work on those concurrently. Nice. And I think that we're going to be filming in around February of next year. And so time is coming. I'm going to be the production designer and I'm going to first AD it because I need, they need somebody of experience and temperament. <laughs> right. And by temperament, I mean a really bad temper. <laughs> they need somebody ancient and wise. They need something ancient just and like wise. Just like class. Yeah, well, you kids just do it the way you want to have to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. You don't need sleep. You know, <laughs> we do turnarounds in my day. I was awake through the 80s. <laughs> the whole 80s. <laughs> you didn't sleep till 1994, I slept, right? I slept through 1991. <laughs> didn't go to sleep again after that until 2002. <laughs> now that's like all you talk about. Oh, I'm yeah. going to get done recording this so I can go home and sleep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Really, virtually, what do our conversations sound like at the end of these recordings? Right. Yeah. What What do I say? I'm going yeah, to bed. I'm, I'm going to bed. I'm out of here. <laughs> there you go. So that's so that's us. I thought I, I thought I would bring a little interesting, awesome. a little bit uh, yeah. interesting. What Mick learned that kind of combines that '80s flair with uh with a modern twist. That's awesome. There you go. Thank you, Roy Wagner, for. Thank you. Thank you, Roy. I'd like to yes. thank Roy. I'd like to thank um, Dustin. <laughs> I thought you were say Cecil B. DeMille. De- oh. De- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. De- Soft focus. <laughs> I, I, our, our, D, our DP for Vengeance, uh, Dustin Montcleef. Um, uh, it's exciting. Um, he's he's teamed um and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to learn as much as I can because I want to be well-versed in the old world and the new world. 
Wow. Learning something when you're 61, uh, your brain isn't so elastic. So you know what I've been doing is I've been taking a rubber band and just shooting it into my head, my forehead. Oh, okay. Yeah. That works. Well, that's I'm, that's making up for the elasticity. It's almost like a Karate Kid or a Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Where they were the dad. No, no. Yeah, Teen Wolf The dad too. says. Teen Wolf 2. <laughs> he turns into a, well, I'll just ruin it for everybody. Okay. The dad turns into a wolf. Just to show the son that I, <laughs> and he he guides them. Right, he gives them advice. That's, that's what this is. Yes. That's exactly what this is. There you go. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Warrior Review Podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. Follow us, and of course, like us. We can be found on Podbean, which is an amazing app. YouTube, Stitcher, Alexa on any pod iTunes, Google Play, we're on Twitter as well, at DW Review, and of course Facebook, you can find us there. You can also email us at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com.